0: Today I have the pleasure of talking to Anthony from Blurter. Blurter is what I think going to be a lifesaver for a lot of festivals and events that I work with. It's a simple, easy-to-use platform that helps events to centralize their communication, their operations, and their safety processes. Sounds like heaven, right? So it essentially allows you to connect your entire event team in one place. So manage risk, streamline delivery, and also increase engagement at your event. So you think about on-the-ground logistics, operations, risk management. This is a tool that can actually help you streamline and improve all of those processes, no matter how big or small your event is. So today we talk with Anthony. He shares with us the platform, Blurter, some great examples and case studies of how events can use Blurter to improve their operations and logistics and also overall safety. Uh, And he also provides some great insights and tips and recommendations for um, regional event organisers across Australia and beyond. So let's chat with Anthony. So can you just start by telling us about your position with Blurter and also your experience working with events?
1: My current role at Blurter is head of sales Um, so I look after the sales uh, department for the the company I have done so for the last 12 months and before that I was the business development and key account manager Um, so my experience with events directly has primarily been over the last three and a half years with Blurter. And before that, my experience was actually in construction process and construction and streamlining of efficiencies. Events has been very much a new uh, market for me, and it's only been a three and a half year journey.
0: Excellent. And what about the company? Can you just give us a bit of a rundown in terms of the background of Blurda and how it came about, and also the types of events that are actually using the platform?
1: Absolutely. So... The company itself is called Clyde M. Um, so Lurda is just a flagship product, and it was born out of an original idea that Richard, who's CEO and founder, was asked by the Auckland Council to build the civil defence, and that was about maybe eight years ago. So it was pretty early in the day of, you know, application building and software, mobile-first apps, but that didn't really work out the way it intended, just due to relationships and how things work at the government and the private sector. But what it did do was allow Richard to utilize the same concept of technology and apply it to the private sector. And over a couple of years of exploration, trying to work with construction and forestry and ports and anywhere there was high risk of injuries, and we stumbled across the event sector. It was actually a meeting with the Ironman Triathlon Organization here in New Zealand who came into our office, and after one meeting, we, we kind of decided that this might be the vertical that really gives us the opportunity opportunity to excel. It was also a vertical which we felt was underserved from an operational standpoint by technology. What we did find when we did our research was that there was a lot of planning tools and there was a lot of ticketing tools and you know very front-end heavy in the, in the software side for experience and marketing and
0: mm. some
1: good planning tools, but nothing from a pure operational standpoint. It was very much still operating off the traditional Let's create a fifty-page document which has all of our processes in it on a PDF, Google Docs, spreadsheets, maybe Microsoft Word, anything like that. And then some. And then when it comes to on the day, let's try and execute it via two-way radios. <laughs> um, so that was that was our our pathway and our thought process. And the validity was done on two Ironman events in 20, uh, 2017. And they they validated the use of our product in their environment. And that really changed the direction of the whole company to solely focus on events. And subsequently, we've been working with triathlons quite significantly. And we have a partnership with the International Triathlon Union, where they will try and get their LOCs to adopt the product globally um, and and any of their partnerships as well, which is quite a big deal for us, for a small company from New Zealand. But we also work with a lot of festivals primarily in the food and wine culinary space, the music festival space, and then everything in between from rugby festivals to home and garden, garden trade shows, to student orientation weeks at universities, <laughs> you know, anything where there's complexity. We kind of define our market by characteristics rather than by, a, by triathlon or festival. And what we mean by that is anywhere in the event space where there is three or more primary stakeholder groups who communicate via two-way radio is a potential customer for our our software. so that also explores the avenues of furs parades um even venues in mm. some cases so yeah they would be the biggest users of our platform um which actually we've been very lucky we have some customers now in new zealand the netherlands and um, the us norway uh, the ITU are based out of Switzerland um, and then they obviously have events all around the world as well. So we've just started exploring Spain and Mexico and Canada with some potential customers there as well. So it's been quite a broad journey, let's let's say. Mm.
0: Mm. Excellent. Can you just tell me, um, Anthony, just in, I guess, the most basic way possible and briefest way is how this actual tool works
1: okay so it works by connecting all of your primary stakeholders on one unified digital software application Mm -hmm. to access critical information so that you can share back and forth either one-to-one or one-to-many and the primary example of that would be you find a lost child the child primarily it might be seen by a volunteer. How does that volunteer share the the most basic information with a critical event staff resource? It's a pretty simple process, but we enable that process to happen much, much faster.
0: Mm. You mentioned before something that really, I guess, stood out at me because I hear this all the time. You know, your comment about you've got Excel spreadsheets and Word documents and multiple policies and procedures all documented in, you know, a major operations manual that outdates quite quickly. You know, I have this challenge all the time where events are often, you know, really struggle to, first of all, compile all of their policies and processes and ops manuals and everything into a user-friendly form, but also something that remains current, um, you know, because often when you create, whether it's a, you know, hard copy document or even an online document, um, it dates really quickly and it becomes a real burden to maintain that and update and keep it fresh and current. So I'm really curious to understand how Blurda actually brings all of that together.
1: Okay, so the way Blurter works on the back end, so the front end is a very user-friendly, simple tool for anyone in the field to ask for help or access information. But on the back end, in your planning stages, what you can do is you can actually develop a lot of those poly- procedures, mostly processes, in the system rather than in a static PDF. And the, the difference being when you create it in a cloud solution like Blurter, which is you know, shareable across multiple devices, it means that you can actually activate the process in real time. So you've just mentioned there are you know, operational manual in, in a PDF, for example. Mm. Uh, and you've, you've got a child log you know, process, what, what, what we should do in that process. But often that is only privy to a certain amount of people and you're expecting them to read it and all, almost memorize it. But when you get to the actual event day and there's hundreds and hundreds of workforce members who, have, who weren't privy to those conversations, or if they were, they were very late on, it becomes very difficult to execute, and that's where mistakes happen. So you can take that. Let's the process for a child log might be communicate it to HQ, bring them to HQ, make sure you give them water, but don't give them food. You know, simple four steps. A volunteer would have access to the right person in the heat of the moment, which the, the venue command could activate just by one click of a button, and it would outline the steps automatically in that in that isolated scenario so that they could follow them step-by-step step right there and then without having to remember, without having to go flick through their manual. And because it's all data-driven, then all, all your logs are being done just by the nature of doing it. <laughs> you know, it's automated. So the dates, the times, the people's names, that's all being done real-time rather than retrospectively. So you take the plan and actually make it a living, breathing, um, what would you say, operational, executable plan rather than just some sort of static paper document and Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying we get rid of all like use blurter and all your paper documents just disappear (laughs) that's not that's not what we're saying what we're saying is taking you can create the most critical and important processes and make them widely available and make the plan um, actually a plan a plan that's only privy to five to ten to twenty people is actually a secret it's not really a plan (laughs) because (laughs) three or four hundred people across the site and if they don't know what to do, then You can have serious consequences uh, and usually that's where mistakes happen and to be honest that's where my interest in events uh, actually came from because what construction has been able to do because they had the same challenge uh, 15 years ago and the, the most mistakes of any kind of temporary build or construction project or an event is done between the nexus of the planning and transition to operations that gap is where most mistakes happen. That's where most injuries happen. That's where most costs are uh, incurred because of mm. mistake, and it's mm. due to a lack of information sharing. So, what construction were able to, uh, the industry was able to do was enable real t- centralizing their information sharing in one component, so that the architects, the engineers, the electrical engineers, the chemical engineers, um, all and the construction company all had access to the exact same data. So that if anything changed, then they all knew about it. So by the time they got to site, they already knew what they were doing. And events is a bit like a bit this uh, should be going the same way. Um, your volunteer, your key volunteers, your police, your medics, your venue staff, maybe even your sponsors, if you can centralize the, the platform in which information is shared and they're all part of it, and they're you know they're grouped into certain areas for information, then they will know about changes all the way through, especially your contractors and your vendors then mistakes will be lessened massively just make sure people have the latest information at the right time.
0: Mm, yeah, that's great. I can I can see how it is a really practical tool to support like efficiencies, you know, streamline operations, reduce risk. Um, it sounds fantastic. Can you just expand a little bit for me, Anthony, around the ability to use this tool for collaboration and that clear communication on site. So as you know managing operations at the events you know it's really challenging um, and you have a large team of volunteers, you've got staff, you've got third party providers on site um, and often you need that rapid response time and ongoing communications. So can you just tell us a little bit more about how Blurda supports that on-site communication process?
1: Absolutely. So it does it in a number of different ways. It First of all, it groups people into certain channels of information so that everyone isn't getting the same information because it needs to have context. So it allows you to target messages at specific groups of people, and it allows those groups of people to target messages at specialized resources so that if it's a medical issue, they can send it to medical. If it's a security issue, they can send it to security. Um, if it's a police issue, then they can keep it private within the police department. If it's a, an issue that is applicable to everybody that you can set out, send out one message and send it out to the everyone channel and everyone gets the same narrative probably important in a, an evacuation or a active assailant based scenario so everyone's following the same process or the same behavior um, and it does that through a platform which is a mobile application and a web-based platform so that all the information is living in one place and it doesn't uh, live outside the system on SMS or emails where things get lost so everyone has the context to uh, receive the message and I'll give you a few examples so one of the first uses of our product ever which is one of the um, biggest validations we ever had was the Ironman organization had in New Zealand had to cancel the swim about a day and a half before the, the event went took place so they'd planned for it all year in the pdfs in their 146 page planning process and planning document fantastic well written perfect grammar but you can't change the weather <laughs> so they had to, they, everyone was on our system, they sent out one message through the, the Blurder application, which was in the evening, I think it was about 8.30 at night, and everyone got that message. So by the time they arrived on site the next day, all of the volunteers, all of the bike mechanics, all of the um, event staff, venue staff, the council staff, they all knew why it had been cancelled, which was due to a health and safety issue. It was the the, the lake was uh, had algae in it, So it was poisonous. So they couldn't let the the athletes swim. So what that meant was everyone was well informed when they came to site. Everyone knew what to do. Everyone knew how to interact with the public. Everyone knew how to interact with the athletes. So when people were being asked questions, everything was answered with confidence that this is why these were the reasons and there was no Chinese whispers. So in terms of behavior, everyone was following the same. And it was just one message. It took them about five seconds to write and everyone got the same message. Yeah, wow. So that was just one example of mm. you know, the pre site stuff. Um, on the day, at the same event, actually, there was a drone flying above the course on one of the corners. Um, but because a lot of events bring out of town volunteers, often when they're describing scenarios, they don't actually know how to describe it in relation to other reference points. So they maybe, and that leaves it room for, leaves you, leaves room for a misinterpretation. It also leaves room for actually missing the information going through on a radio only so what this volunteer did was send send a message they took a picture and it came into venue command but because the event staff uh, regional director was also on the application he got it on his phone at the same time as venue command and he just happened to be around the corner and he got because he got it on his phone he could see the location and they didn't have they didn't have to describe where they were they just sent the message Mm. And he then went over and just sorted it out. It took him about thirty seconds to a minute. There was almost no coordination needed, um, and venue command knew that he was on his way because it was he was on the he was on the app and he was just able to say, "Yep, I've got it." So venue command didn't have to go through all of these lines of communication with police and um, council staff and all of these different channels. It was a very very simple process.
0: Mm. Wow, I'm kind of sitting here listening to you guys, see all these scenarios going through my head or or even real life cases of events I've been involved in in the past where I think, oh my God, that would have been so helpful in that situation. Just being able to respond so quickly. And I think also that example about the swim being cancelled, you know, I just experienced that recently with an event here. And, you know, just being able to send out one piece of communication to know that everybody within the event is aware of what's happening. And I think also from a marketing and media point of view, that's really important as well because if you have a situation where, you know, for example, with Ironman and the swim is cancelled, then it's really important that everybody has the same factual information about why this is taking place because you you know the reputational risk around media and marketing and if somebody says the wrong thing or inappropriate thing, then, yeah, it can have consequences as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the internet nowadays is the Wild West. Now, anybody can say anything, and it can be taken as truth. And you're absolutely right that the reputational... I mean, events almost live and die on their brand. You know, mm. the experience they deliver, so them, having the data to support that narrative is really, really important.
0: Mm, um, absolutely.
1: And just just to give one festival example, because I know um, a lot of people you speak to are in the festival space, and yep. um, we dealt with a food and wine festival who operate nine venues at once and they're each a mile apart and one of them they noticed sorry a volunteer noticed that there was people drinking outside the venue and they took a picture of it and they sent it to security and then security across each venue was unable to determine and look um locate who, exactly who they were to, to not let them into the venues to or, you know, or if they did they were able to control and follow them and see exactly what their behavior was like But again, that was just one message sent into the right channel. And because it had context delivered, it wasn't a description. It was a, there's a photo, which gives you the details and the visuals of what what they were actually doing. So in terms of information sharing, the ability to manage the operations was much, much more efficient and much more effective.
0: Mm, That's fantastic. Now, look, I know that um, risk management's not the core function of Blurter, but would you say that due to the better managed communications, operations and logistics and everything that we've just been talking about, the result is naturally just reduced risk and incident for festivals and events?
1: Absolutely. Um, So one of the difficulties with risk and safety as topics is there's a connotation of compliance and red tape and all of these things people don't want to really hear or follow or or deal with because they're very, very complicated and they're very administrative heavy. Um, But generally speaking, the best risk management and safety are outcomes of better operational frameworks and Blurder allows the, the event to set up an operational environment that increases their tolerance to deal with risk and safety. So if you've got people collaborating better, you've got information sharing faster in real time, your response times will go down, um, your dispatch will go to the right locations, not the wrong locations. So in terms of, again, you mentioned the reputational risk, that would go down because you've got better data to support your to support the narrative. Um, you've got better data to support the response time in a lawsuit. You've got better data to say, well, we responded in four minutes, 28 seconds to a an issue that was four kilometers away from where we report, where it was reported from. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good position to be in, um, in any of these different scenarios. Because often one of the biggest aspects of risk management is, um, I don't know if you noticed or read the, one of the stories um, in Canada recently, where Montreal Marathon actually lost their title sponsor. Um, and What was the reason? The reason was they took 24 minutes to respond to a death. And that's just not quick enough. That's Mm. just communication, the communication breakdown. Um, On almost every incident report that I've read at uh, major events, like uh, the Las Vegas shooting um, at the Country Music Festival, um, at the Boston Marathon bombing, every single post-incident report, the number one or number two observation from the Federal Emergency Management Agency and in the U.S. is there was a disconnect or a breakdown in communication. So the outcome that we can deliver is just better practice risk management. So your tolerance to handle risk, whether that's an experience risk, whether that's a financial tolerance risk, whether it's a lawsuit risk, whether it's a weather risk, any of those scenarios can be managed much more effectively. So we deliver better safety and risk outcomes, but we don't follow the traditional fill in all these forms and you'll just be better at risk management kind of process.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Such a useful tool. So, Anthony, I'm interested to know, so, you know, to me it sounds like a really practical, user-friendly tool for festivals and events. But what about, like, smaller festivals and events? So I also work, I mean, I work across a broad section of different festivals and events across Australia. And, you know, there's a large number of just smaller events so you know we might be talking three to five thousand attendees Mm -hmm. they're a community run event Um, typically volunteers some of them will have paid staff in a part-time capacity Um, but they're still delivering a really good event um, that's really important for the community both economically and also social um, socially for that particular community Can this work for events of all different sizes and scales or is this something that's just relevant for the bigger festivals and events?
1: Um, This is something we toyed with at the start. We initially thought it was only going to be something that the big events could use. But what we found is the opposite, (laughs) Um, is it's actually scalable right down to the smallest events. Mm -hmm. We've had events that have used it with less than 50 users, which is, you know, a and that includes all our volunteers, police, medics, event staff, you know, it's sometimes only been 25 or 30. Um, and the reason we, we believe that to be is it doesn't, ha- you don't have to have a venue, venue command to use the system. Venue command is just one component of our, our offering, but you can use this mobile to mobile just like you would um, using WhatsApp, except Blurder was created for an operational environment, like specifically for events. But you can do this one-on-one to, or group to group really, really easily without any venue command or anything like that at all. Fairly simple on the on the user experience. In fact, we've never trained any volunteers how to use the system.
0: Everyone's just picked it up quite easily, yeah?
1: Yeah. All that they log in, they're they're invited to specific groups of in, uh, channels, and the only thing that they can do is send blurts. But blurts to us were built off the concept of a tweet or a mm. Facebook post or a LinkedIn. It just to be like just send a message it'd produce content. So you just send a blurt and the blurt goes into a feed, and the feed is managed by a decision maker. Very, very, very simple.
0: Yeah, wonderful. That's fantastic. So I'm just going to wrap up with a couple of final questions, um, not necessarily related to Blurter, but obviously with your experience in operations, that's the angle I'm taking. What would you say would be your top tip for a smaller festival that's volunteer managed to ensure that they are managing their operations and risk effectively?
1: Bring their, uh, centralise their data um, and make that data available to all of their stakeholders early in the process. Um, So if they're only dealing with volunteers and medics, okay, that's just two stakeholder groups. That's fine. Just make sure that both parties have access to the data in a central method earlier in the process than later. And that means that any changes that happen, any documents that are changed, any schedule changes, both parties get the same information.
0: And, you don't and love that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it makes it much yeah. more easier. And it's, again, it's the same process that I kind of have analyzed off the construction uh, market from the UK in particular, where they've done the exact same thing. and um, They've been able to reduce their risk in terms of not just costs, in terms of their financial costs, because mistakes cost money. Uh, but their their safety human life costs are down to about one person per year in the UK, which is a massive for construction industry, which, you know, 17 million people in the UK and only one person dies per year in construction is pretty, pretty impressive. If you do the comparison to New Zealand, it's like, I mean, New Zealand is maybe 20, 30 people die a year in construction, something like that. Um,
0: Wow. So it It makes me think of the, um, (laughs) the comment you made earlier, which I, I absolutely loved which was you know the the plan it, a plan that only 5 to 10 people know about is a secret not a plan yep. and I think that is such an important point because that's what often particularly when you're working with volunteers I mean they've got a whole other life you know where you know perhaps they're working full time in another job and this is their volunteer community commitment often they just forget that there's other people to share information with and so I think you're point about you know getting the information out sharing it with all the stakeholders early in the piece and making sure that they're kept up to date is so critical
1: absolutely and unfortunately spreadsheets and emails just don't cut it in today's market for not because they're bad technology it's just because they're so noisy nowadays that they just don't provide enough they don't capture enough attention and they don't the open rates aren't as good the Read receipts just don't function well. It's very, very difficult to centralize and collate data effectively. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're becoming uh, much less, what would you say? They're they're not as widely used anymore for general communication. It's just not best practice.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I totally agree. And I've seen events, you know, really scrambling to try to find what solution will work for them and, you know, looking at, you know, all types of different online communication platforms and, you know, different avenues to try to have that centralised system and process that allows them to achieve this. So it's it's excellent to hear all about Blurda. Now, my final thing, Anthony, is just one recommended event resource that others could benefit from. What would that yep. one be?
1: There is an, uh, an organisation that we're very close to um, in the US. Now, it's based in the US, but it's international. So it's called the IFEA and they run uh, an event management school out of that and they produce a lot of fantastic resources a lot of free resources mm. um the ifea in general just produce a lot of great content uh, and the reason being is they've got a lot of international providers of information in fact i think somebody that you know provides a lot of content for them uh below tool yes um, Yeah. So he produces a lot of work for them, which is available online. Peter Ashwin is another person who provides a lot of free resources and teaches there. Um, They have insurance providers, which produce a lot of great content. They've got a lot of agencies that produce content. They update the the industry constantly with, you know, say an event gets sued. For example, the Gilroy Garlic Festival situation in California was a Mm. a tragedy. Um, But the IFEA are constantly updating the rest of the industry as to what's going on so people know. How to improve and what to do, and the reasons why things are happening. Um, so, the IFEA is a really, really great resource, in my opinion, it's something to be um, either get, get involved in directly or just visit their website and mm. go to their event management school.
0: Yeah, um, wonderful. Thanks, Anthony. I actually subscribe to their newsletter, and you're totally on the money. They've got such great practical you know, documents and resources and readings. And it's, yeah, it's definitely a fantastic resource for anybody involved in events, no matter how big or small.
1: Agreed. Um, and they also, they also run a, a program, a C, I think it's got the CFEE program, and it. it is a wee bit US-centric, but they do make it available globally and it's something worth exploring with them. They're very open to um, people who want to, to, to run that uh, program or be part of that program internationally.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Excellent. Thank you so much for all of your insights and sharing you know, the Blurter software and, and platform with us. Anthony, that's fantastic. I really appreciate it. Not
1: a problem, anytime.